and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm um, juggling. And that is what we're actually going to dive into in this week's podcast. I, you know, I think a lot of people are juggling different things while they're running their business. So whether they're juggling multiple businesses or whether they're juggling kids in business or family or parents that they're taking care of, I think the juggle is real. And I think we need to dive in and talk more about it. What do you think, Laura? I agree. Yes. I mean, I think that um, there's been conversations or we've had this thread woven in and out of our different conversations. And maybe in the very beginning, I think I remember a moment sitting in my car somewhere. Wasn't that when we were, I was trying to record <laughs> like outside of Starbucks or something? Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> and that's when it was really top of mind. Um, but yeah, like the constant, I, I admit that I have fantasy. Sometimes I know the grass is greener, um, but I just think, gosh, what could I get done in a day if I only had my own agenda? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a time like that. So <laughs> that would feel like. I mean, but I think that's a really good point. And even if you're just operating a business sometimes, like you, you don't necessarily feel like you're really operating from your own agenda. But I think that is the challenge. We're juggling so many different pieces, so many different things. And, you know, there's sort of sometimes this illusion or this idea that one day we'll not be juggling anymore. And I think that's actually uh, can self-sabotage us because we doubt where we are. We um, beat ourselves up for where we are when really it is about learning to navigate the juggle more effectively, not to eliminate the juggle. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think there's times in our lives that can be more intense than others, but there's usually always a certain amount of juggling. And I know some moms are counting down that, oh, well, the kids are going to be out of the house and then I'm going to have this time and I can put it towards my business. But guess what? Then it's an aging parent that needs Mm. your help or it's somebody in your neighborhood that um, is needing something, you know, and I don't know. It's, It's something that, like you said, maybe managing those expectations and learning how do you stay sane uh, within the constant juggle and, you know, the juggling aspect of our lives. How do we manage as well as we can with that and, and kind of stay realistic about those expectations? 
Yeah. And I think, you know, we can kind of talk about it, you know, at the start from the viewpoint of why when you're operating a business, it is a little bit more of a juggle. And I think, you know, some of it is around boundaries and definitions. I mean, when you're going to work for someone, you're going into someone else's responsibility, you know, they're running the place, you have your little sort of job and what that entails and very concrete definitions and the one role that you play, you might play a few roles in your job, but you know, you're going, it's defined by someone else. You leave that job and go home to your house. And it's a very um, defined separation. But when you're running your business, the truth is, is that there's not as many definitions. There's not as much uh, lines drawn. You're wearing usually multiple hats. Even if you've delegated a lot of pieces of your business, you're still wearing multiple hats. I mean, I, I wear my CEO hat and then I wear my creator hat and then I wear my visionary hat. And, you know, you're wearing multiple hats and and, and then you're also blending your business in with your family. And I, do, I think that's inevitable if you're running your own business. Yeah. Yeah. Because the juggle is real in that you are most likely, especially like you were saying, solopreneurs, startups, we just aren't going to be able to delegate all those things immediately because we won't have the finances to do that. We won't have the knowledge and the wisdom that come with actually wearing those different hats and figuring mm -hmm. out what it is that our business needs. So, you know, it's not necessarily, it can feel like a struggle, but it's not necessarily a bad thing that we're, if you find yourself doing a lot of juggling, uh, it's a sign that you are wearing multiple hats or you're probably occupying many different roles. And I think that we can... Sometimes like I've noticed lately where I'm over-functioning and that's something mm. we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, there are certain roles that I want to maintain and it's about figuring out what I need and you know, what I need to be eating, what, how, much, how many hours I need to be sleeping, how many hours I need to be um, meditating. Like those are the things I have to figure out because the things I'm juggling are, the, are going to be in my life and I want them to stay and then I just have to learn like how am I managing those. And then sometimes... I feel that I have to let something go because I realize I've stepped over into a boundary of, oh, you know, over owning it. Like we talked, over functioning, overdoing. And then that's when the juggle gets hayride, you know, goes um, awry. And I, my body will often be like, you know, exhausted or I get um, some sort of pain in my hips. Like I think everybody has sort of a tail if they listen to it in their body, yeah. like it's their back, their shoulders, their hips. And when your body, you learn that it'll start flagging you down when it's uh, maybe you're overdoing it. Yeah. Completely. And I think, you know, we can definitely in this episode talk about some strategies for making the juggle easier and more streamlined and more, um, you know, better, just better on ourselves to navigate. But I think, yeah, it's really sort of talking to the myth that the juggle will ever end because I just haven't experienced it. I think you can get to a place in your business where you're coasting, but the coasting doesn't really last very long if you want to keep growing. And so then you're going to be in a period where you're juggling more things, you're implementing new things and, and the systems aren't the same. And so I think, you know, that's just really important to keep in mind as you're growing a business and, and as you're looking at your business, that it is actually about improving your skills with the juggle rather than, you know, like I said, eliminating it earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that for me, it's, I've been trying to have my, um, 
kids do more, like not mm-hmm. enable my kids to be too dependent, but that's always a, a balance. And I think having a lot of compassion for yourself too. We've talked about this before as mothers, it's important to be compassionate um, because we're raising these future, these humans that have their futures and we're doing a really great job just like being able to give them their basic needs. Um, and so like we can sometimes be really hard on ourselves. So I'm trying to be lighter, you know, a little bit more forgiving of myself. I actually um, just had, I'm sure many listeners, you know, those moments where it's a week or two weeks and when your partner's out of town on a job or doing mm. whatever, traveling, and you're, you're taking over both roles. I had a very wise friend um, say to me, you know, actually... And it was wisdom that was passed on to her. She said, the smartest thing I ever had a friend tell me, because her husband traveled a lot, she says, you know, when he's gone, I actually just think of myself as the very best babysitter that I can be. So what do babysitters do? They keep the kids happy. They probably give them more sugar than, than you, you know, than a parent would. But you're like, oh, well, just keeping them happy, keeping them entertained, <laughs> keeping them safe, going through the drive-thru and getting the healthiest thing on that, you know, menu and not having so many expectations of myself to have, do all the things I normally do when I have a partner to support me. And mm. I thought that's really a smart thing too, to just lay up, uh, you know, lay off of ourselves, loosen up and be able to have a little bit different expectations of what we're doing when we aren't always fully supported. Yeah. And I think it's remembering that, you know, everything is really an ebb and a flow. So there's going to be times where we're navigating the juggle really well. And there's going to be times when we're less resourced and we're not. There's going to be times where we have a lot more to juggle. And there's going to be times where we have less to juggle. And I think it does become, you know, some acceptance of where things are and some ability to sort of step back for a second and look at what is actually a priority. What is some of the standards that I can let go? You know, what are some of the things I can just put on the shelf for now and take off my plate? I mean, that's one of the first things that I do with people because I think it's very habitual in the world right now and very... um, I don't know. It's it's a big part of how we're functioning, where everyone is really over juggling, right? There's yeah, too many yeah. things in the in the works. There's too many projects they're trying to have. So oftentimes, one of the first things I do with my clients is take them in and have them list everything they've got attention on, everything they're working on, and I literally almost cut it in half, if not by 80%. I'm like, all of these things right here, all of these projects, I want you to put them on the shelf. Like, I don't want you to put any attention to them. We're not going to focus on them. They're not even, you know, a priority. And I think like sometimes a lot of what I'm doing is helping training people to look at where the priorities are because we try to sort of make everything the same of the same importance. And, you know, maybe like as a mom, that might be cooking as an example. I mean, for so many years, I was attached to providing a, a hot meal where I spent at least an hour cooking and these amazing dinners every single night and putting it on the table. That's just not doable anymore. And and honestly, my family doesn't even want it when I do do that. So then, you know, it's like, um, I think, you know, I've had, I've allowed that sort of attachment to that definition of what I need to be as a mom. I've just let it go. And some nights I'm like, Hey, everybody just serve yourself from the fridge, (laughs) whatever's in there, you know, eat, or if you want something order out, you know, it's just, I've let some of those responsibilities go because they're not priorities in that moment. And I think we, we need to get better as women at really looking at, you know, what is absolutely imperative that I put my attention on right now. Yes. And I think that we, 
if we're going to have this discussion, it's important to bring up the challenge of that so many women have is that we fear not only our own inability to, to kind of keep up with the juggle, but we fear the judgment if we mm. stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that's really hard. It's like that what other people think, um, other people's, those parents that expect you to pick that volunteer thing up at your kid's school because you always do it. And the day that you don't do it, you know, how that feels, you know, are they going to judge me? Um, and just knowing like that is something that just being mindful that that energy is not worth it. <laughs> it's like the energy that goes to worrying about what other people think. And you could take all that energy and put it into taking care of you and saying yes to yourself because you said no to that project that was over-functioning. I think that that's what I have to remind myself of because there was a lot of conditioning growing up about being the kind of like that provider, the hostess, the caretaker. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, you know, part of that is we just have to stop comparing ourselves, right? Because this is what I see a lot. And, you know, we might compare ourselves, like we're operating a business, which really is a full-time job, you know, definitely. I mean, even if we're not spending as many hours as a full-time job, we are in mental thought in, you know, in just, you know, mental activity and what we're thinking about, what we're creating, where our attention is. We are definitely in a full-time job, if not more than that. And I think, you know, we have to, you know, look at that and not compare ourselves to say someone who's a stay-at-home mom. Like they have a totally different reality, a different set of priorities, different things that they're doing. And, and so I think we have to, you know, stop comparing. You know, one of the things that I've done um, over the last few years, you know, as, as I've really been focused on growing my business is that I've let go of needing to do anything to my kids' schools. Like, you know, yeah. all of the working bees, all of the extra stuff, all the, you know, volunteering for parents. I just don't do any of it. And I've stopped feeling guilty about it. Like I have, you know, a full-time job and now I'm going to be carrying the whole family. And so for me, I just can't worry about whether or not a parent is looking down on me because I haven't, you know, participated in an activity. And I think that, you know, that is really what we have to start to look at. We have to stop comparing ourselves. We have to value what we are contributing. Yes, yes. And that is prior, you know, prioritizing again, Mm -hmm. what's important. And I feel the same about things that have to do with my child and school or my children in school. I want to be there for them if it's really making a difference, right? So if it's about showing up to participate in a school activity because they want my support, then I can be there. But if it's that thing that I want to show, I can be that really extra crafty mom or I can Mm. do that, go that extra mile, you know, it's just like not now, maybe later, maybe there's another time. It's like not now because I've got so much energy going to the things that are my priority, which includes my family and my work. And so much of um, what I'm doing every day with with a co-working space and as a community builder, that's a lot of energy going out. It's a mm. lot of caretaking energy. So I have to pick and choose where that goes, you know? Yeah. Um, and some people might, I, I think that that's what I realized too, is like some people may look at that and go, wow, she's not really a team player. It's like, not in this sphere, <laughs> over here. This is my priority. Right. <laughs> that's right. where I put it because I have to do that. Otherwise there's not enough to go around and then I'm depleted. And again, like the oxygen mask, you know, um, if you're not putting the oxygen mask on, then you're not able to help other people around you. And I think that with that juggling, that's what we have to be able to recognize is 
when are we juggling too much? When do we need to stop? Let a few balls just drop to the ground and have compassion about those. Just let them go and focus on what's, what's really important and how to take care of yourself with those responsibilities that you've prioritized. Yeah, exactly. And I think when we do have to just juggle, like sometimes all the air, you know, all the balls are in the air and you're just juggling, right? So Mm -hmm. I think when you do have to juggle, then it's also being conscious of that. It's being, you know, appreciative of where you're at. It's allowing that to happen. It's not judging it. It's not resisting it, you know, and it's just prioritizing getting through it in a way, you know, just being able Mm -hmm. to to take care of yourself as much as you can during that time period, um, to let things go when it's possible. You know, sometimes there just is a juggle. And in those moments, it's about navigating it more effectively instead of eliminating it. And then at times we can eliminate more. So, you know, we're always looking at, you know, how, well, at least I'm always looking at how do I streamline my life? How do I do less? How do I give more space to myself? How do I resource myself better? You know, these are things I'm looking at every day. And and I think what we have to understand is we each individually are unique. So what our needs are, what our capacity is, what we're capable of is going to be 100% different from every single other person on the planet. And then what we're creating is different as well. And the the time period that we're in is different. And so that's why you have to stop comparing yourself or looking what other people are doing or what they're juggling or what they're not juggling. None of it matters. All that matters is how you're functioning, how you're navigating your current situation and what you can do to improve it or get through it more effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And just like you said, there's times that they're all just going to fall. Those balls are going to fall sometimes. (laughs) They're all (laughs) going to be up in the air and they're all going to fall down. And I think that that's one of my biggest lessons as an entrepreneur is having a lot of compassion for myself. Because when you're in a work environment, you have a team around you and you have a boss. And sometimes if you're in a really healthy work environment, then they will see that you're juggling too much and they'll see that you're about to drop those balls. And they might come in and try to help or they may um, try to help you feel better when they all drop. Um, if you're in toxic, unfortunately, they may blame and criticize. That's a whole nother thing. But if you are an entrepreneur, you really are your support system too, right? Mm. And in that, in those moments when things just fall through the cracks, I've had to learn just to take a deep breath and remember that I'm doing what I can and it's okay. Like everything's happening kind of for a reason. Sometimes those things that, cr- that drop through the cracks really, really weren't meant to be. Like maybe it was somebody who I really thought I needed to do a project with and then it just didn't pan out because I wasn't responsive. And then I realized later that would have been a huge mistake. You know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the energy. Like trusting myself to just be the caretaker. It's really interesting. Actually, my daughter who's 16 just said something to me the other day. I thought was quite wise beyond her years. She says, mom, school is really stressful right now. And I feel like there's this part of me that is trying to take care of me. I feel like there's a part trying to warn me and like take care of me because Mm. I'm doing too much and it's not good for me. And I was like, that's actually called like your wise self. (laughs) (laughs) That is important that we have Mm. as part of ourself that says it's okay that there's a lot going on right now. It's okay if we're dropping things. Um, And I don't know. I just think of all the tools I have found to manage my overwhelm, that compassion is probably my most effective. And it 
has been a practice definitely because I had to hit all of the guilt and the shame and the critical voice and Mm. stuff before I was able to really know cut through that and like say you you can't talk to yourself like that Um, you're gonna have to learn to redirect that and reframe that and find compassion for yourself if you're gonna get very far in this business right yeah, because I think I think the expectations that we have on ourselves or that other people have on us that we're trying to live up to, I think those expectations are so much of the sabotaging and the challenges and the blocks I see in so many women operating their businesses is, you know, it's actually the expectation. It's not the experience they're in right now in the moment. And it's not the, you know, sort of things they're navigating or juggling. It is the expectation on what they should be and what they should be doing that's creating all the pain and all the suffering and all the struggle. Whereas, you know, if we just sort of acknowledge, yep, the balls are dropping. Yes, I am juggling and not doing a very good job of it, you know, and we just sort of look at it from more of a neutral viewpoint, then I think we can more effectively make decisions. But when we're looking at ourselves like I'm horrible, I'm a terrible person, I'm the worst business owner, I'm the worst mother, I'm the entrepreneur, I can't do anything, I'm failing across the board. When we start to put those things on ourselves, it creates so much heaviness and the decisions that we make aren't very clean. They're not very effective because we're making decisions from fear, from self-doubt, from shame. And so I think some of it is we really have to get better at shifting our viewpoint to be more neutral and to look at things from a more neutral space so that we can just say, yeah, this is where we are. That's okay. No problem. And we're going to make a decision from here. Yeah. And I noticed that, you know, the more transparent were we are with other people at least recently I was feeling kind of behind everyone else seems to be getting their stuff done I'm thinking (laughs) oh my goodness you know am I the only one that cannot seem to get um above ground here and I shared that with a friend who's also really busy right now with projects and she's like oh I've been so underwater with all this and then I was like oh yeah and what about so-and-so like how's that project going oh she is also very underwater (laughs) we were just like (laughs) Oh my gosh, we all feel it. And it's okay that right now we're all feeling that. And the more we tell each other that that's what we're experiencing, that we can um, be more realistic rather than looking at thinking, ah, you know, because I I wouldn't know this. I really can't tell that they are. They're still generating output. They still have, you know, all their stuff happening on social media. You can't really tell that they are too much except when you stop and have conversations with each other. Like when Mm. we actually stop and talk to each other and stop just judging what we think is happening based on what the social media profiles are generating. Yes. I mean, you know, the truth is no one is sitting on the beach in the sun for a year doing nothing and relaxing, like, and owning a business that's succeeding. I mean, that's, (laughs) you know, that's such the illusion that these lifestyle businesses. And I mean, everyone who, all the entrepreneurs that I know who are very successful in their businesses, they work hard. You know, they, they learn to balance and they get some freedom. I mean, and this is part of why I think we have more of a juggle is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, 
as business owners, we have flexibility. And that is partly why we decided to be business owners in the first place. I know for me, like the only way I could operate, you know, a family, raise kids was to also have flexibility in my business. So that flexibility is one of the biggest benefits we have in owning our business. But also what happens with that flexibility is the boundaries are more open and then things blend into each other. So whereas, you know, we need to get something done for like, for instance, my daughter's birthday is this weekend. And there's all these things that need to be done in order to prepare for the birthday. So I've got to take some of my hours in a work week and be like, this is the only time I can get it done. So I'm going to take three hours off today and I'm going to go get all these things done. And that flexibility is amazing and allows me to, to be able to accomplish things. But then that's three hours I don't get to put towards my work. And I think we, you know, it, this is where some of the boundaries slip and why sometimes it feels more like a juggle operating a business. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's something that I have to remind myself that I am grateful that I have such a flexible schedule sometimes when I'm yeah. managing all these different things with the kids. Um, it's like, okay, it's actually great that I can just stop this and go and do whatever I need to do. Um, that I don't have to ask a boss, like, can I please leave? Cause my daughter is sick at school, but um, it's a real, it's a reality about, I can have the whole day, and not, and, and kind of feel like I didn't get anything done. And like yeah. right now, and I know that I think this was a conversation in this group or maybe one of the other entrepreneurial groups, but you know, I also like entrepreneurs who are taking care of children who have medical issues mm. and like, you know, my daughter has an immune issue that, so there's a lot that happens sometimes if she gets sick, then I really need to act quickly. Um, I may need to go up and get her from school, or I may need to take her to extra doctor appointments during the year and stuff. And all of that extra juggle, like you're saying, it happens during my work day. Yep. And thank goodness I don't have to ask off from work. I just can schedule that around. But there are days that my husband and I, you know, check in and he's like, how'd it go? Like, how are you feeling? And you're really super excited about that launch you were going to do on your new this or that. Like I spent all day in the doctor's office <laughs> filling out some good paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and that's okay. Like that was the priority. Mm. That's my child's health and um, longevity. And so I'll do everything I, I can to make sure that that is taken care of, you know, and have just have uh, the other stuff has to wait, but then I have to adjust my expectations and not judge yeah. myself too harshly. Right. And you know, this is what I see primarily in people who are newer to business versus people who've been in business for a long time. Like for me, a to-do list is like a suggestion. And then like, you know, I'm constantly moving <laughs> things to the next day, which is why I love Trello for my to-do list because like I have a list and I get done when I can. And then I'm always forwarding my to-do list. I don't think I've ever in, you know, almost 20 years ever fully checked off a to-do list. Like it just doesn't happen. It's just, you move move things to the next day, the next week, you reprioritize. And that's what I'm super skilled at. I'm, I'm able to be able to look and say, yep, that's like, there's no way I'm getting all this done today. So I'm going to put this till tomorrow and put this till next week. I don't know. I'll put this on the shelf because I don't even know if I'm ever going to get to it. And, you know, you start to, to get better and better at that. And you have that viewpoint. I'm never beating myself up for not finishing my to-do list. But I think a lot of people who are newer in business or people who've come out of corporate, you know, I can see them panic when they don't get their to-do list done. And it's like, you know, that's okay. This, this is how 
you operate a business. You know, there's not, it's not about checking off your to-do list. It's not about getting everything done. It's about navigating sustainably. And I guess that's what I focus on so much in my program and so much in, you know, all of the messaging that I do around business is, you know, we're looking to have a sustainable business. And so sustainability means we're running a marathon. And when you're running a marathon, you have to find the right pace, right? You're not sprinting. You're not, you know, sprinting knowing that you're just going to stop and have a break in, in a few seconds. Like when you're running a business, you're running it for the long term. So, you know, you got to find this pace that's going to work for you and that you don't get exhausted and that you get refreshed and that you have someone delivering water to you and all the things that you need, the energy bars and, you know, what you need to keep going along that marathon. And so yeah. it's, it's a big shift in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lifestyle that you, it's like you're, you're managing a lifestyle mm. and that's um, ever-changing. And I think this kind of speaks to something we've talked about before in that, um, you know, this different way of uh, like feminine business principles are not as linear. They're mm. not as goal-oriented as far as a linear goal. Um, so everything's more circular. And that makes me think of like you're rotating or evolving to-do mm. list, right? It's not, I'm going to go and just check it off and go from one to you know, 10 or A to Z, it's, it's like, Hmm, I'm going to reassess right now what's important now because I have information I didn't have yesterday and not sticking to something just because it was the goal. Um, but saying, Oh, this doesn't actually make as much sense and kind of having this circular or sort of ever evolving and, um, way of thinking about our businesses and you, Sonia are very, um, practiced at that and skilled at that. And it does take some time. Not everybody can do that at first, but I encourage people not to be too derailed. Like when you first look at your to-do list and you're like, I can't do anything but work down it, you know, uh, in this linear way, just kind of play with it. Be curious, circle the top, Mm. circle the three things that stand out that you really want to do that day that feels instinctively like a priority that might've not made sense yesterday. Um, I think there's some fun ways to to give, get, kind of get ourselves out of the, the box of looking at, um, even prioritization. That could be a really interesting, do you have a PDF on that or a course on that, Sonia? <laughs> like, yeah. I think you're really great at how to prioritize conversation. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's, that's really, that's actually a very interesting perspective. Like I probably could create something. And I think what I was going to suggest as well is that sometimes, so if you're not really skilled at prioritizing and you're and the juggle is just unsustainable and what you're creating over a long, you know, a period of time, then you know this is where it's really helpful to get a mentor. I mean, you know, or a coach or somebody that can support you. I mean, this is totally what I do with my clients. I refocus them. I prioritize what they can't see, and sometimes I need that for myself as well, which is why I always have mentors because you know if I can't see what is priority, if there's just so much I'm overwhelmed and I can't seem to pick out where my focus and attention needs to be, that I'm just going to be ineffective in everything I do. So sometimes just having someone in your life, you know, or a coach that you're working with on a regular basis that can basically say, you know what, this is actually your priority. Just focus on this. Let everything else go. Don't worry about anything else. This is the one thing that is so good and helpful in, in really accelerating your business and in, in making the juggle a lot more easy to navigate. Because yeah. I think sometimes just being in our own head is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. And this like mastermind groups, mentors, mm. um, accountability groups. Yeah. Just being able to get out of what you're seeing and thinking every day sometimes and just get other people's feedback. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I try to do that more and more because sometimes it can feel, 
uncomfortable to do it, even though you know you should. If you're really in the tunnel, right? Mm. You know what I mean when I say that? Like you're really trying to come up with maybe a new way you're going to present a service or a product, or there's something that's integral to how you're developing your business. And you've been at that creative work for some time and you just get stuck in it. Like that's the time to, to, to ask for help. And sometimes that becomes a priority that we sort of takes over everything as our creative process. When we do want to give our creative inspiration, it's time when the muse shows up, like we need to let that flow. But I think that one is one that I've learned to ask for help and also shelf it sometimes knowing that I'm not, um, I'm not going to lose that. I'm not going to lose my inspiration or my passion for that. I just may need to tone it down a little bit because I don't know, for me, that takes over sometimes and mm. all my other little stuff <laughs> goes <Yeah>. out the- <laughs> Well, and this is, you know, like the couple things that came out, you know, in what I was thinking last, you know, five minutes or so. And a couple of those is that like, it's really good to have someone who can actively listen and help you sort of sort through um, your priorities. But also you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen because this is another thing I see. And this is one of the challenges if you're in a, just a mastermind or, you know, you have a community that you talk to is that sometimes you can get too much feedback and it becomes confusing. So instead of overwhelm, you know, and, and clearing that up and having more clarity, you've got all these people offering you stuff that are in the same boat as you and they don't necessarily have the perspective that you need to streamline, simplify, and really, really focus. You know, so I think that's one thing yeah. just to consider and to think about because you need someone who who has the clarity and can see, you know, what is the right next step for you or what is the right thing to focus your attention on. Because what I see a lot is that most people are focusing their attention on the wrong things, right? Which then creates more of a juggle. So you've got a lot of people, um, for instance, let's talk about like lead generation. Their, their focus is on lead generation, but they don't have any focus on sales. All the attention and the things they're juggling in lead generation, like they're trying to get a lead magnet up. They're trying to have a freebie. They're trying to have a course. They're trying to have, you know, all these things that they're implementing and putting together. None of them have really been tested or are going to be effective in creating sales. So, you know, there's, I think these are all things we've, we've kind of touched base on, but I think it's around juggling. You also have to make sure that you actually know what's important and not important. And that's where it can help getting feedback from someone like a coach. But also in yourself, it's a practice. And, you know, one of the things that you can do is you can take each thing. So, you know, I like to put things in buckets. This is one of the ways that I prioritize things because I get really overwhelmed with little pieces of data. So if I've got like, you know, five projects on the go and there's tons of little pieces of that, if I try to hold all of that, I'll be completely overwhelmed. So what I do is I put things in buckets. Okay, so I've got this project, that's a bucket. And I've got another project, that's a bucket. And I've got another project, that's a bucket. And I can just filter all the data into those buckets. But one of the things that sometimes I do is I look at each project project and I say, is this really important? And why is this important? And it's like, I can take myself through a series of questions, you know, so why, so for instance, you know, why is this important? Well, it's going to get me leads and it's going to help grow my business. Okay. So why is that important? Because it's going to allow me to be able to have more impact, reach more people. And why is that important? So, you know, it's like, you can get to this place of really clarifying how important each thing is. And what happens is sometimes I realize a project is really not a priority and then I can take it off my plate. I can stop juggling it. I can put it on the shelf until, you know, I'm at a better place or, you 
it's the next thing in my sequence. So I think those are all things just to sort of pay attention to and be aware of. Mm-hmm. I love the nuances of the juggling aspect that we're kind of talking about here, because mm-hmm. what we're talking about now is juggling all of those different aspects that can just uh, occur within the bucket of the business, right? Um, As an entrepreneur, there's going to be all these things that we juggle within the business. And then we kind of started, you know, we started the conversation with the work life juggle of like, Mm. how do we handle the business and how do we handle our relationships? How do we still have time for self-care plus Mm. time with our family, right? So it's like, there's all these different ways that we are juggling However, like a, like the thread that's sort of several of them that are running through consistently are knowing what is super, what's important to you. Mm. What are your values? And yes. then that helps you determine what you're going to prioritize and how you're going to ask for help. And even that, what you value helps you pick the people that you really want to hear their feedback because they yes. have similar values. And then sometimes enough of a different perspective though, that they can give you you know, a different lens, but yeah, I've been thinking a lot about actually one of my clients recently was struggling with, um, boundaries at work and having different team players or people that are kind of like board member type people, you know, and then, um, employees and all the different juggling, all the, the different things that they are wanting to do for the company. And she was feeling a little overwhelmed. And I was like, what if you just get clear about your personal values before you speak to the company's values. Just to make sure that you're really aligned within this company that's yours. You're the owner. So that's a whole other conversation like values, but just maybe think of it now as like values Mm. are super important to knowing what to juggle, knowing what to prioritize. And we talk a lot about values in our um, businesses, like the value statement, the mission statement, you know, and writing out everything. But I think if you haven't already, think about your own values. What's your personal mission statement? What's mm. your reason for being in the world and how you like to create and how you like to connect and what does that look like um, for you? And that helps prioritize the juggle. Oh, it does. Absolutely. And looking yeah. at what your goals are as well, like in what the next um, step is, you know, for you and your business. I think all of these things are really important because I know that having a picture of my future goals as well as my values allows me to discern what things are important and what things aren't important. Um, I think, you know, and that sort of speaks to sort of another thread to this, which is Often people are juggling things unconsciously. You know, they've got all these balls they haven't even really considered. They haven't even looked at to say, is this important or not important? It's just habitual. Maybe someone else has given them a few balls to juggle and they've just taken them on because that's habitual. You know, my my mm-hmm. husband gave me this or my mother gave me this or my children gave me this or, you know, and we don't even sometimes question the balls that we're juggling. And I think that is a really important piece as well for us to be able to step back and really look at what are we even juggling here? <laughs> this is yeah. important. I mean, we've kind of talked about this, but this is a little bit of a different way to look at it. Because if we're unconsciously juggling things, then we're feeding habits or patterns or we're just doing things because we've been told to do them. 
And we're not deliberately creating our lives. I mean, we are all going to be juggling some balls no matter what, you know. And so I want those balls that I'm juggling to be things that I really, really, really want. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole interesting concept, the habitual juggling. (laughs) What are you juggling? Because you're in the habit of juggling that or you've been conditioned to do that. Yeah. I think for years, like people would just throw me a ball and I'd be like, yeah, I'm I'm already juggling. I could take on another one. Keep going. Yeah. Another one. Yeah, sure. Oh, you want me to have your ball? Go ahead. Throw it at me. You know, I think for years, I just was like, whatever you threw at me, I would juggle. Right. Right? And you just would assume because it was being thrown your way that it was your responsibility to take it. Why not? I'm already doing all this other, right? And I think that is kind of the... um, the shadow side of the leadership personality Mm. is that um, we tend to be able uh, to take on a lot of roles. We have a capacity to take on a lot of responsibility. So sometimes it's just an unconscious taking on because we can, and it's always felt good and it's been our role. So it's important to be able to pause and just consciously choose that, you know, just because I can, does it really mean I want to? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good place to sort of wrap this episode up because I think, you know, there's a lot of strategies for navigating the juggle and sometimes we're just going to have a juggle. But I think the key is having enough space and ability to step back and look at what are you actually juggling Is it aligned with what you want to create or not aligned with what you want to create? Is it yours or did you, have you just taken a few balls from someone else? And, you know, like, what do you want it to look like from here? Do you want to keep juggling all those things? Do you want to put some balls on the shelves? Do you want to put some things down? You know, what does it look like for you? So it's about making more conscious decisions, I think. I agree. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay. Okay, talk to you next week.